Welcome to the Roadie Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Barone, and I have an amazing interview for you guys today with Coach Henry Coleman, the head coach of Mount St. Charles High School boys basketball team, and I'm happy to bring to you an RI Sports Focus podcast where we deep dive into our college, high school, and athletic programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Here we go. Welcome to the Roadie Runback, episode 17, and I have an amazing interview for you guys today with Mount St. Charles boys basketball coach, Coach Henry Coleman. I had a lot of fun doing this interview with Coach Coleman, great guy overall, and doing great things at Mount St. Charles, and I'm excited to have him back on in the, for a season outlook in the near future, but in this episode, we talk about how he got into coaching, his interesting story of how he got hired at Mount St. Charles, and a cool hobby that he has. But before we get into that interview, you guys can watch all our interviews on YouTube by searching The Roadie Runback. Or if you're driving, working, working out, running, doing something where you can't watch the episodes, stay tuned here. Remember to subscribe to our, our YouTube channel or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Also, I want to mention before we get into this interview too, starting next Thursday, I'll be updating scores and standards for high school soccer. Now, here's Coach Coleman. All right, you ready? All right, on today's episode, I welcome on a special guest. He is a three-time coach of the year and head boys basketball coach at Mount St. Charles Bas- uh, High School, Coach Henry Coleman. Coach, how are you today? Very good, yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. Can't complain. How are you uh, holding up during these times? I always ask everyone this. It's always a strange time for everyone, so I got I to gotta know what everyone's up to. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's a unique situation that we're in. Uh, it has been challenging at different points. Uh, but I think there's been a lot of positives, uh, at least for myself, that have come from it. Um, it's during this extra free time that I've had. Obviously, it's been nice spending it with my family. Uh, too many times we're on the go and everything else. Uh, but it's allowed me to become a better coach. Uh, there have been a lot of virtual clinics, Zoom sessions. Um, so it's really uh, helped in that regard, uh, especially with like whether it's NBA, college coaches. Uh, it's putting them out for free, which is pretty cool on their part for doing that. Um, also you got to get creative, um, depending on, obviously times change, uh, you got to change your style. You got to, as far as try and figure out ways to continue to move forward. Uh, and that's one thing I've done with my programs, uh, that I coach, um, obviously we're limited to the amount of time that we can do workouts. Um, so whether we have to put something on zoom or send out an email with a template for the workout for maybe a week, a month, uh, but just trying to keep the kids motivated, um, and just, then looking at the big picture, understanding as far as at some point, we are going to get back on the field or get back out onto the court. And this is a great opportunity for themselves to separate uh, themselves from whether it's their peers or obviously their future competition. And the thing is, too, once we get back onto the court, on the field, you're going to see who's been putting in the work and who hasn't. That's very true. I mean, it's a tough situation uh, with everything that's going on right now. Um, and yeah, it's, it's make, you make a good point because you can be able to tell who the kids have been working and working out and getting out there and playing basketball and um, trying to just get into shape. I know it's a, it was a tough situation in the beginning of the three months, but things started to lighten up in the summer. So we'll see, you know, what everything that's going on. Have you heard anything about possibly basketball starting anytime soon? Or uh, It's funny you say that. I actually had reached out today to Mike Lunny, the executive director of the Interscholastic League, 
Um, I'm actually the president of the Basketball Coaches Association for Rhode Island for the boys' side. Uh, and I just sent a quick email. I was just uh, curious to see if anything has been starting to put into the works, uh, what they're thinking for a format for the upcoming season. Uh, he did reply back. Uh, basically, he wasn't too specific, and I totally get that, just for the fact right now so much can change between now and then. Uh, but he's hopeful uh, between with hopefully things going in the right direction, them in contact with the Rhode Island Department of Health, that hopefully it'll be as far as a low risk or moderate uh, sports category this come this winter yep. and we can make something yeah, yeah. happen for the kids so it we're hopeful we're hopeful at this point but like you said unfortunately things can change in a matter of a split second with everything that we're dealing with yeah it's a it's a it's, a, it's really a tough situation and we don't it's it's a tough thing that makes it tough because no one knows like no one knows what's going to happen or the cure and you know it's too bad we can do a bubble life or something like that you know it's <laughs> that'd be great yeah you think about that and you're like oh that'd be kind of cool but yeah it's a tough situation at, at hand and what's uh what adversity faces what we face in uh going forward one thing like i'm pretty optimistic though in all honesty uh, for the fact I also coach AAU basketball and this past summer we were able to have a shortened season uh, we had no cases between the number I think we had about 17 different teams practicing um, at the same facility at uh, throughout the week we also went to four different tournaments up in New Hampshire where we went up against different states uh, and we didn't have one case um, so hopefully as far as this could maybe be a uh, sign of the things as far as that we need to do that hopefully we can see some type of winter season for the kids that'd be awesome yeah that's, that's amazing that you guys are able to uh make that happen and like able to play the AU and still keep playing didn't you guys just have a tournament recently i think i just saw you post that actually we just started up again we just started up the fall season this past weekend was our first tournament uh once again with the restrictions we're limited to playing up in new hampshire uh, but there's actually a possibility we might be playing in Rhode Island this weekend just because things have changed a little bit. So we're hopeful in that regard. But in the meantime, if we have to travel a little bit extra, we'll do it just so the kids can get some type of experience. Oh, wow. That'd be awesome. That's so cool. That's really, really cool. Um, yeah. So I want to just take a step back too now because I want to, and then we'll go, come kind of go back to present time and everything. But I want to ask coach, like, how did you get into basketball? Uh I've always loved the game. I played a little bit in high school. I was nothing special. Um, the funny thing is I had never really thought about coaching. And then my brother-in-law, he had been doing coaching for a number of years. Um, and he was at the high school level and he had just taken over a high school program. And he had reached out to me. He's like, would you have any interest in maybe um, doing some coaching? And if anything, we started out small. He's like, if you could do some scouting for me on the side, that would be great. And then he said, you're more than welcome to come to the practices, uh, just to feel it out, see how it is, uh, see if this is something you might be interested in going forward. And I, it, I caught on right away. I loved it. It was great being back in the gym. Uh, it was something that I didn't realize how much I missed. Um, obviously, I was a little wet behind the ears. There was a lot to learn. Uh, so I was pretty quiet that first year, uh, for the most part, just volunteering. I didn't want to step on any toes. Uh, but the head coach at the same time, he was always welcoming any new input. Uh, and from there, I volunteered for three years. And then th after those three years, the junior varsity coach uh, at the particular school that I was at, at Feinstein High School, yeah. Uh, yeah. the varsity coach, David Tedeschi, asked me if I would like to take over in that position, oh, uh, wow. which I did for the next three years. And it, it worked out really well. 
Uh, and in between, while I was volunteering, I actually did some uh, coaching of CYO basketball in my town uh, to just get more experience myself and also kind of running my own program. So at some point, uh, I had the aspirations of becoming a head coach. I could get that little experience on the side along with being an assistant coach at the same time. Oh, wow. That's really cool. And what's it like, you know, like you mentioned running your own program, kind of getting that experience. Like, how do you get that? Like, what do you, like, what's your like philosophy on the running your own program and how do you like develop that going forward? Uh, one of the biggest things when I took over at Mount St. Charles was just the culture. Uh, you want to try and change the culture uh, to what your philosophy is. Uh, my biggest thing is practice is very important. Uh, we want to practice obviously the way that we're going to be playing in games. We want to have game intensity. Uh, throughout the drills we want to be competitive we want uh, the players to be pushing themselves along with each other uh, to hopefully get to that next level uh, just continue as far as to talk with the kids and just letting them know what's expected uh, so there's no gray areas uh, my biggest thing is just playing the game the right way uh, there's a right way there's a wrong way uh, the only time I really get on the kids is when they don't play hard because I know obviously they're kids mistakes yeah. are going to happen it's part of the game uh, at the same time, you'd like them to learn from their mistakes. But my biggest thing is, uh, one of my favorite quotes is, it takes no talent to hustle. I think anybody can hustle at any point, and you can make things happen from hustling. Uh, you're going to go through your struggles, whether it's on offense, um, not hitting shots, but you can always find a way to help the team through hustling. Yeah, that's really true. And, it's, and I think that's amazing that, you know, always play hard and get on your kids like, for not playing hard. I think that's, I think that's really important. I think no matter what the score is, I think it's always important for you guys just to play hard until the end of the game. You just finish and up it's funny game. you say that, no matter what the score is, because um, my post-game uh, meeting with my kids this past weekend, uh, I was telling them this was my first time coaching this particular group. I said, anytime any of my teams, when somebody walks into the gym, they should never know the score. They shouldn't know if you're up 20, down 20, or it's a high game, close game, because you should be playing the game the same way throughout. Yeah, you want someone to walk in and be able to look at the – see it and be like, man, this team's playing really hard. You would never know that they're either up by 20 or down by 20 or, you know, whatever you know, whatever the score is. That's right. I love that philosophy. You know, that's that's something I've always learned, too, from um, Coach Cobley out there as well. He's always taught me something – always taught me that. At, while you were at Feinstein High School, you won a, a, a championship, like the state championship. Yeah. yeah, we actually – I was lucky enough to be a part of two. Uh, wow. We won the Division Three championship uh, in a pretty exciting game down at the Ryan Center against Central Falls. And then the following year was a realignment year. And we had a good core coming back. Uh, so we figured, you know what, let's try the next challenge. Let's move up to Division II. Um, and actually, it was amazing as far as the kids putting in a lot of work in the offseason. And going from one division to another can definitely be as far as a whole new level of ball game. Uh, but... I tell you what, the kids really upped their games, and we actually went undefeated. Uh, we went undefeated during the regular season in Division II. Uh, we had a, a scare in the opening round in the playoff uh, against North Providence, and then we started – I think it was a wake-up call more than anything. Uh, and then in the semifinal game against Westley, we were starting to hit our stride. And then, in all honesty, it was amazing in the championship against Rodgers. It was almost a one-half game. Uh, just because we built such a lead in that first half, it was almost impossible to overcome. And we pretty much went into cruise control and able to uh, accomplish our next goal with that Division II championship. Wow, that's awesome. That's so cool that you're able to win at one level and then win at another level. Now, I got to ask, so I asked Coach Phil Setti this as well. 
you have the ring or did you guys go with a jacket? He told me what coach Downey went with a jacket. He said he wanted the ring. <laughs> uh, we actually, we went with the jackets. Oh, we no, the okay. jackets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are pretty cool. Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> And uh, if we had maybe won that third one, uh, we had, as far as we got knocked out in the quarterfinal round that uh, previous year, uh, the following year, actually, against West Warwick, they, they just made a great run. Um, yeah. We probably would have got the rings that third time if that yeah. was the case. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. So that's really cool. And what was your, you know, you ended up leaving. What was your decision to go to Central? Uh, well, actually, the situation kind of forced my hand. Uh, Feinstein actually ended up uh, closing. Um, basically, so we had one year after the division two championship and then the numbers ended up getting pretty low at the school and then the school department basically decided to close the doors. Um, uh, so basically I was a free agent, uh, <laughs> and there weren't too many openings at the time, uh, but I was looking around. So I actually ended up over at central as the junior varsity girls coach. Oh, wow. And like, what was that experience like coaching? for the JV girls and how did you get into the switch of the boys team? Um, it was, it was definitely different. Um, I've coached, I'd never coached girls basketball before. Um, I had coached girls cross country. I've done that a number of years over at Hope High School. Um, so a little bit different style um, as far as the way, as far as I approached it compared to the boys. Uh, but basketball is basketball for the most part. Um, I was actually only the coach there for a month. Oh, wow. um, and the reason behind that was over Christmas break, the head actually pre. I'm actually I, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, I never actually coached that team that first year. Oh, wow. The first year, the head coach actually for the boys went out on leave uh, due to a medical issue. So they actually asked me if I would be interested in being the boys varsity head coach as an interim uh, for that particular season. Uh, so it, it was kind of interesting being a head coach for the first time, getting my feet wet. Uh, but the team team did a great job uh, accepting me. Uh, the assistant coach that was there at the time uh, it worked out really well. We missed the playoffs by one game, uh, but we were super competitive. We lost to Cranston East, who made it to the Final Four in a double overtime game. We lost to Cranston West by one or two, but we also lost them in overtime later in the year. Uh, the biggest thing with that team is, even though we got off to a slow start, the kids didn't quit. They kept battling. Um, and as I mentioned, we ended up missing playoffs by one game, but it was a real rewarding experience, uh, just how it all played out. And then the following year, the head coach actually came back for the boys. And then, so I took over in my position as junior varsity coach for the girls. And that was what I was alluding to earlier, only lasted for a month because uh -huh. the head coach, unfortunately at the end of December passed away. Um, so with the whole situation that had transpired, the athletic director asked me if I would be interested in taking over the boys again since I had done it the previous season. Oh, wow. And what's it like to come into a situation like that where you take over, unfortunately, for, you know, um, a coach had passed away, uh, you know, so how do you, like, come into a situation like that and that, like, uh, come over that adversity as well, too? Yeah, um, I give the kids a lot of credit. Uh, it was nice, obviously, from coaching them in the past. Um, there was it was very emotional, uh, just in like just emotions all over the place. We actually uh, postponed our next game a week, just so the kids could just take everything in. Uh, plus, obviously, kind of get back to practice, try to get back to normal as best as possible. Uh, one thing with each game. Uh, which was a really nice touch. Each of the visiting schools that we went to, 
they did a moment of silence uh, for the coach uh, was Floyd Narcisse. Mm -hmm. um, we left the first chair empty and we had as far as a cover that we put over the chair for each game with his name uh, just so coach was still with us. Uh, obviously it wasn't, it was in spirit uh, just as a reminder. So whether it was a timeout, kids could see the chair just to know as far as he was still part of this program, still a part of the team. Um, like I said, as far as I thought the kids did an amazing job, the season could have gone in any which way uh, considering what they were dealt. Uh, yeah. But yeah. They, they stayed positive. Uh, we had a heck of a run in the playoffs. We won our first round game against St. Ray's. We ended up losing in the next round against Cranston West in overtime. Uh, but just, it, it was something. It was definitely something as far as that whole year. Yeah, I can imagine. I can't. Well, I can't imagine what you guys went through. But it's also amazing that you were, you brought that cover with coach's name on it and and to honor him and got that seat empty for him. And I think that's a, a real awesome way to honor someone. You know, a, a coach especially, and you know, to make that run into the the playoffs too. Just says the like you know what the kids are all about and how much heart they had and what they were willing to do and to work for you and. You know, it's, it's crazy, and that's amazing that you guys were able to make the playoffs. Like you said, it could have went either way. It could have went either way, and you you went the right – well, either way would have been right or wrong, but not right or wrong, whatever. Went the right way, either way. So that's amazing that yeah. you guys were able to turn it up and go to the playoffs. That's that's amazing. Yeah, no, they were a great group. as far, And I still stay in touch with a good amount of them. Uh, or they'll, as far as send me a message, I send them a message. Uh, just like you said, you have those connections – and that's one of the most rewarding parts about coaching is just like whether you have a big win or as far as you hear about something that they did, just staying in touch, keeping those relationships alive. When they come to a game, when you haven't seen them maybe 10 years and they introduce their kids to you, their wife, family members, like, coach, it's great to see you again. I've been following the team. That's what makes it all worth it in the end, in all honesty. Yeah, it really does. It's, it's so cool, the relationships that you build and like how they turn into more of like, an extension of family or just like a friendship at the end of everything. And like the memories that you guys have as you like you've created when you were coaching and everything, coaching them. And the thing is too, you don't realize the impact sometimes like something maybe you kind of maybe overlooked or you didn't think anything of it at the time, maybe a small conversation you had off to the side with a particular individual. And then like you say, they bring up that conversation maybe five, 10 years later. And maybe I didn't think of it or just in passing, but you don't realize sometimes just how powerful your words can be as far as as a coach. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy how much you can make an impact on such a, a young man or a young woman's life with just words that you say and you don't really think about it. And then they just come back to like, that like changed my attitude or something like that. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It's crazy. How many text messages do you get around like the holidays if you do an alumni game for guys to come back? Uh, well, that's, that's you know what, as far we actually do the alumni game Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. Uh, that was one thing I brought back when I went to Mount St. Charles after my first year. Yeah. Uh, the numbers started out a little bit low, but they've gotten bigger each year. And it's, it's great to see how many of the players that I've coached that have actually come back because that just shows you like, obviously they had some type of positive experience that they want to come back. Yeah. Um, so, and honestly, myself, Christmas morning, Thanksgiving, I shoot text to all, whether it's current players or former players, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Uh, or it, the funny thing is if I haven't done it by let's say 10 a.m., I start getting the text messages. They'll start hitting me up and everything. That's awesome. Uh, it, it's great. It really is. They ask how the family's doing and just, it's amazing. Like these lifelong relationships that you get to build and be a part of. 
it's yeah it's it's so it's so much fun to be a part of their lives and see those lifelong relationships grow and i think it's also crazy like sometimes when you see the kids now and they're like graduating college and they're getting their own families man i, I feel old like i just need that. yeah it's like wait a minute how, how old are you now yeah yeah exactly it goes by so fast yeah it's it, it's absolutely crazy how did you make the transition to uh go to coach at mountain state charles what was that decision like uh well basically so when central ended uh, I really wanted to get back with the boys. I just, I just had a, a better feel for them, uh, coaching basketball. Um, so after that second year, uh, I ended up going over to Shea High School as a junior varsity coach. Uh, but I always had that goal of wanting to become a head coach, yeah. uh, having my yeah. own program. Uh, so during my time at Shea, and I was up front with the Shea head coach at the time, he knew I was looking to go on to having my own program. So he, he knew at some point it was going to happen. It was just a matter of when at some point if everything worked out that I would be leaving him um and you know the funny thing is I probably had about seven or eight interviews uh for different head coaching positions and for one reason or another it just didn't work out um some of the different schools I interviewed with they contacted me great job um we just end up going with somebody else for whatever reason and then the funny thing is when I went for the Mount St. Charles Academy job I actually there were a couple other candidates and I went for the job and did a pretty good job with the interview. And at the end of the interview, they asked me one last question, which was kind of interesting. They're like, you kind of, you blew us away. We're like, we're really impressed as far as the way you present yourself, your resume, all that you stand for. How come you haven't been hired yet? And I said, the funny thing is, I said, you know what? I said, before I said one word, when I walked through that door, what did you notice? They said, you're not that tall. And obviously, typically, when you think of basketball coaches or basketball players, you think of somebody tall. Yeah, yeah. I said, I said, well, I said, maybe some of the people on interview committees, maybe they overlooked it. Maybe they didn't. Who knows? As far as can this relatively smaller gentleman handle a group of players that are, could be as far as a foot taller than him? Are they going to listen to him? Are they going to respect him? Uh, but I said, in all honesty, I said, if you look at my resume, you look at my track record, it kind of speaks for itself. And so I think that kind of was a exclamation point on that interview. And then the funny thing is too, basically a couple months later, they had actually told me a couple days earlier, they had had a Bryant assistant women's coach interview. And they said, that's, that's the person we're going with. But they said, you know what? Just out of respect to Henry, we're going to still interview him because we already said we were. And so they kind of already had their candidate picked, but I give them credit, the interview committee, that they just didn't have me go through the motions, nod their head, and then just shove me out the door. They were open-minded, and basically after my interview, they totally reconsidered, and I was lucky enough for them to have chosen me. So wow. I'm very grateful, very grateful. Wow, that's amazing. That's that's absolutely amazing. Like you said, good for them for like you know keeping the doors open and keeping their minds open at least, and then obviously you must have just blew them out of the water with your interview like they had mentioned, so... Well, I had been out enough at that point, so I had plenty of practice. <laughs> that's, that's great. You know what? In all honesty, it's worked out for the best. I love Mount. Uh, I have great support from the administration, uh, from the athletic director, the parents. The kids have been amazing. So in all honesty, it's worked out for the best. It was meant to be. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and it seems like it has, like you guys had great runs and you know, mid playoffs, and you know, and you also have been named coach of the year three times. What, what's that honor like to be named that? 
Uh, it's really, it, it's, it's pretty cool in all honesty because the people that vote on it are actually my coaching peers. Uh, we do it at an all-division meeting at the end of the season. Uh, so for the fact that your peers recognize you in that light, uh, it, it's, it's very humbling. Uh, but the fact that I've been lucky enough to have won it three times, but in all honesty, that reward is basically a reflection of the teams that I've coached and the hard work that they've put in. It's the kids that deserve the credit, if anything. So it's just, like I said, I've been lucky enough and just to have kids that have bought into the, what I'm bringing to the table with the team. Um, I've had some great assistant coaches and the pretty cool thing with my assistant coaches that I've had at Mount St. Charles were actually my former players. Oh, which is wow. cool too, for the fact it's kind of come full circle, full circle. Um, so they've been through the program. They understand as far as um, what's the expectation, the culture. Um, so it's worked out really well. And like I said, you're only as good as your assistants. And I've been lucky enough to have some really good assistants over the years. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, it really is. I like that you credit your teammate, your team, uh, and your assistants as well too. I think, I think it takes a whole team to come together to make a great season happen. Absolutely. Definitely. That's, that's really cool. And, you know, uh, you know, oh man, where am I right now? <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, and, like, the funny thing is too, being over at Mount St. Charles, like they ask, Oh, where do you coach? I say Mount St. Charles. And the funny thing is the first thing a lot of people associate Mount St. Charles with the hockey program. Yes. And rightfully yes. so it is. It's been a phenomenal run over the years. Uh, but at the same time, we're just trying to change that whole persona. There are other pretty elite sports teams there at Mount Athletic programs. Like I was lucky enough to coach two years ago on the Division II state championship baseball team. The tennis program has been phenomenal over the years. And I'm just trying to get the basketball program to that level where people understand, like, you know what, it's not just a hockey school. There's a lot of other quality athletic programs. That's awesome. That's so cool to be able to bring that. Yeah, I think a lot of people bring that up too. They're like, I think once I started, it's still like, oh, you should get like Mount St. Charles like hockey on because they're like such a big, <laughs> big name thing. And I was like, well, I got the coach coming, like the basketball coach coming on. So <laughs> take that. <laughs> Who's the like, coach? Yeah, yeah. They're like, what? <laughs> the, the basketball? No, that's awesome. I mean, it's great that you're able to take over the program and make, you know, make Mount St. Charles on the map. Like, you know, and I mentioned what your philosophy was. And has your philosophy changed over the years since you've been taking over coaching jobs? <laughs> For the most part, it stayed the same, but I've changed. It, like, obviously, you got to be flexible. You got to change with the times. Um, kids, kids change. Um, like you said, like you just got to kind of get with the times. Like you said, you might have to change a few things here and there. Um, like I said, unfortunately, you can't just stay with your style all the way through. It's probably just not going to work. So I've evolved as a coach. Um, some things that I've done now, I probably wouldn't have done in the past or vice versa. Um, and like I said, as far as just, it's always evolving. That's why, like, I'm always trying to listen to other coaches, um, ask questions to try to better myself, hopefully better the team, the program. Um, so like I said, and the thing is too, 10 years from now, I'll probably say things that, you know what, 10 years from the past, just, I wouldn't have done. So yeah. it's just always evolving, basically. Yeah, you gotta evolve with the evolve with the players as well too, and it's it's that's the most important thing. Um, you know that that's amazing, and you're able to do that. And hopefully, there is a season coming up, and hopefully, good things will come up uh, for you guys. I I definitely want to come and catch a game. Obviously, <laughs> oh, you're more than welcome. That'd be great if you could. Hopefully, be... we'll have fans in the facilities. 
Yeah, I'll sneak in. I'll say I'm media or something like that. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. So I also want to ask, too, because you are a big historian on sports and you run a YouTube uh, a YouTube basketball channel for Rhode Island High School Sports. What's that like? How would you get into that? Um, I've always been somebody like I want to preserve history. I want to bring it to light. Um, so current generations, future generations can see what the past was and as far as just to see how it all started and just like, I just don't want it to go by the wayside. Uh, there are a lot of great coaches, great players over the years and just too many times, like just it, whether it's just a name or you're not too sure how a team did way back when you, you might be correct. You might not be correct, but I just want to have something out there. Uh, with like the basketball, the YouTube channel for Basketball Coach Association. Like you see these names who made All-State way back when, but now you can actually get a visual of how good that particular individual, that team was. Uh, so it's pretty cool in that regard. Like I've received a lot of messages, private messages, where people have reached out to me, you know what, I haven't seen this game in 20 years. I was able to sit down with my family and show my kids this game. They never got to see me play. Uh, so it's been really cool in that aspect. That's and then, that. like the website itself, the website that I've done, like I've done one for the coaches association, which has all state, all division, all the playoff results. Um, there's quite a bit of the standings over the years, team results. Um, but then I started to do other sports. Um, I got involved with this uh, individual, Tommy D'Angelo, who started a website, uh, rihssports.com where he was doing all sports. I had started, I did some basketball, I did some baseball, and then he was actually gonna uh, end the website. He had done it for about 20 years. He did from 2000 to 2020. And he's like, you know what? I'm just tired. It's kind of run its course. So some of the newspaper guys were kind of like, curious, like, oh, this is a big resource. Hopefully it doesn't get shut down. So probably about a month after he made the announcement, I reached out to him. Uh, and we had talked previously. I said, has anybody reached out about taking over the website? And he said, no, nobody has. I said, well, I said, I would love to, as far as take it over, if you're willing to show me how it works and how to upload and everything else. So we actually sat down, we got together, um, and he still helps out a little bit. But so now, uh, basically, I'm taking everything for history from 2000 all the way to the 1930s when the high school sports started. And I'm doing every sport now. Uh, so it's been quite the project. Uh, but it, you know what? It's pretty cool. Like just to see different names, different uh, records over the years. And, and just the same thing. You get the similar feedback from people just like the YouTube channel. Like, oh, wow, I totally forgot about that result. Or you know what? I wasn't too sure what our record was my senior year, but it's up on the website. Thanks for doing that. Um, so it's cool. It's really cool. It's, it's a lot of work. Um, and the funny thing is being at the library so often, I'm on like a first name basis with some of the librarians. They're like, oh, you're back. They're like, what years are you researching now? Yeah. Uh, what sport are you researching now? Uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And just like, it's funny. Like, God bless my wife. God bless my family. They're very understanding. Uh, they know as far as how much I love doing this. And like, I end up finding more projects. I come up with different ideas, more work for myself. Um, that's one thing during this whole COVID situation. Like, I know some of my friends are like, oh my gosh, I'm bored out of my mind. I'm like me, I'm moving on to the next thing. Like I got something going on. It's keeping me busy. So 
that's that's absolutely that's just amazing that you're able to like put all that information together and like keep up with it and not like stop i don't know i like on top of what you have with the jobs and the coaching i don't know you coach all year round you mentioned that yeah. out there too as well it's like man i don't know how you keep up with all that stuff it's crazy that i mean it's good it keeps yourself busy right oh yeah uh, like my feeling is sleep is overrated you know you're gonna sleep for the rest of your life at some point you yeah, know yeah. you might as well take advantage of the time that you have now so i, I don't sleep too much that's for sure but yeah i can imagine that that's that's amazing is there a, like a specific year or anything that really was interesting that you had re researched or for any sport um kind of almost like the winning streaks over the years. I didn't realize like for certain sports, uh, for example, like the Ponegansett girls basketball team, they won, I think like a hundred something, like maybe 115 straight league games at one point oh uh, in the nineties. Uh, they were a powerhouse. I never realized that because I didn't really follow girls sports with the basketball or anything. Uh, so that was pretty interesting to see. Um, I think the Mount girls tennis team won like 70 matches in a row at one point. God, that's uh, the hockey team, I think won 98 games straight at one point. Um, so it's pretty cool seeing those records that you just weren't aware of. And then the other cool thing is too, is seeing some of the pro athletes that have come through Rhode Island over the years. Like obviously you have some of the recent ones like uh, Rocco Baldelli, uh, Ricky Lito, uh, but then also you go back and you forget about like Davey Lopes who played for the Dodgers, had a major league baseball career. Um, so it's pretty cool. Just like you forget about certain names and they pop up. Um, and just even like looking through the old newspapers, like today man landed on the moon. It's like, Oh my gosh, that's right. I'm, it's 1969. I forgot what year I'm looking at. Or they breathe, had three home runs for the Yankees. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm looking at the 1930s right now. Oh my God. So it kind of puts it like, makes it a little bit more real from just like seeing on TV or highlight or whatever. It's like, Oh, this is the actual newspaper. This is the actual year. So it's pretty cool coming across different tidbits like that. That's so cool. That's, that's gotta be so, that's so cool to like experience that and research that. And I, I didn't know about the RI sports thing until I started doing some research on him before he came on the show. And uh, I didn't, I knew about the basketball and like how big of a basketball story, but I didn't know about the, other sport of it so oh man you're you're a busy man you're a busy man but that's yeah it, it's funny because like uh, i've had actually other coaches associations reach out to me to see like they had seen the basketball website for what we had put together with the history and everything um last summer the wrestling coaches association uh reached out to me i did something similar to what we did for basketball uh baseball i did a website as well with the, all the high school information uh boys soccer had reached out to me i did all state all division over the years uh, and then uh, pretty, the other cool thing is, too, like, I've had Hall of Fame uh, reach out to me to see about doing some research on the side, Johnston, Central Falls, Mount St. Charles. So it, it's pretty cool. That is so cool. That's so cool. That's, like, I like it that you preserve all Rhode Island history sports. I think I think that's, like, the coolest thing. It's, so like, able to do that and, like, kind of bring up all the old memories and stuff like you had mentioned, like people sit down and watch games that they didn't even know, like my kids never even saw, saw me play or like games that I probably watch with my cousins. If I, like they played in high school that I didn't even get a chance to see them play. So that's, that's, that's just absolutely amazing that you're able to put something together like that. And like, like I mentioned off here, hopefully I can get some stuff from my dad. Maybe know somebody. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Always looking for those. Like, and the nice thing is too, like anybody that gives me, whether it's a VHS or they give me eight millimeter, 16 millimeter, 
Um, I transfer it all to DVD for everybody. Uh, after they give me the copy, I'll give it back to them in the original form, but then I'll also give them a DVD. I don't charge anybody. Um, I just appreciate anybody that can share uh, any type of game film with me. And like I said, just because certain games, people are like, ah, I don't think you want to watch that one. But you might not want to watch it, but maybe somebody from the other team, maybe that was their first varsity points. You never know as far as it might have meaning for somebody. So I'm like, you know what, whatever you have, I'll gladly take. And then obviously I'll give it back to you in a nice DVD afterwards. That's so cool. Yeah, that's, that's really true as well, too. I didn't really think about it. it could have been That's another meaningful game for someone else. It could have been a blowout, but someone could have had, you know, their best game. They could have 30, their career high against that team or – True. You know, came, came off the bench and scored their first points and set the rest of the career up. But that's that's absolutely amazing, Coach, that you're able to put this all together and make this happen for all round sports. And that's awesome that you're working with other associations to do that too. And I, I, I that's really that's so cool. I think that was like one of the like you know besides all your accolades and coaching and stuff like that's like a cool side thing and a hobby that you're doing and making that happen and preserve the history of Rhode Island. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, coach. I got one last question before I wrap it up. Uh, NBA talk. What do you think about the NBA finals? I know that our Celtics didn't get in. It's a tough one, but what do you think about the finals? Uh, I think it should be a pretty good matchup. Uh, I could see it going six or seven games. Um, I don't know. In all honesty, I'm probably leaning a little bit towards Miami at this point. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be some real good games, uh, some real close games. Uh, and it, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Obviously, I would have liked to have seen the Celtics. I'm a Celtics fan. Uh, but I think the Miami Heat, they're very worthy of where they ended up in the finals. They were the better team. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it Wednesday night. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what's going to happen. I mean, sucks that the Celtics aren't in, but Miami, just they're having a great run in the playoffs, and they got hot at the right time and playing really good defense. Yeah, no, that's the key. You just said it right there as far as get hot at the right time and obviously playoffs it can't get any better at this point so yeah, but right. Lakers are playing well Lakers have been 4-1 4-1 4-1 so you know what it, it's going to be interesting to see as far as how the two of them go at it yeah it should be it should be an interesting matchup uh but coach thank you so much for your time thank you for coming on the show this has been You're great welcome. I, gotta, I gotta get you on before the season starts do a little out season outlook too with everything um, you know, definitely would love, and then definitely make my web trick game for sure if, I, if the fans are allowed in. <laughs> definitely. Absolutely. Thank you again for having me. Of course, coach. Thank you for your time and uh, to talk to you soon. Sounds good. Have a good night. Thanks, you too. All right. That was my interview with Coach Coleman of Mount St. Charles. Great interview with Coach Coleman. Excited for him in the upcoming season and can't wait to have him on in the near future. For our next episode on Monday, we'll be former PC alumni and now professional basketball player overseas, Jeff Xavier. Great interview with Jeff. Really cool catching up with Jeff Xavier. Just an awesome guy overall. Pretty cool attitude, low-key, very chill. Just really enjoyed our conversation together. So I hope you guys enjoy that one. I will see you on Monday and have a great